we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food. That's what you bugging us, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Go away. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Got spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheese maker? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. Now, where's the cheese? The strangulated one. Okay, how was it? Mm, I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. How about four beans, Mr. Tiger? I'd say you've had enough. Um, How's it going, Sal? Good, thanks, so. We've got wa- we've got wine again this week. Oh, thank goodness! I did. I have to say though, I really did enjoy my gin and tonic last week. <laughs> Can't be a good gin and tonic. No, it's one of those drinks that I don't drink that often because I don't know. Maybe because it's a girly drink. You reckon? Yeah. Nah, 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 it's a girly drink. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I do like a good gin and tonic. Yeah. When I'm um, rich, I'll buy that cool uh, North Queensland one that I've tasted in Atherton that I've never seen again. Yeah, yeah it was sorry fantastic. about that. That's my new puppy. I can't make anything about that. No, no. That's all right. Yeah, well, where are we going to find that? Nowhere. Atherton. I think you buy it direct from them, but they never have it in stock because they always sell it. So, I have uh, I have a confession and a, and something to ask. I cannot find your master stock recipe. Oh. And I was thinking the other day because when back in the pre-digital age, I would have printed it out and it would have gone into like a bookie folder sort of thing. Don't you still have a bookie folder? No. And I'd really like a. I was hoping to. I actually went through this exercise not that long ago to find an app that you could just take a photo or put in a link from a you know from a web page or take a photo of the recipe and it would do everything for you like sort mm. the ingredients and the method it all out for you and just mm. plonk it in nicely I was like you know everyone would want that surely there's an app out there no there is an app though or a website which is there's a couple but they, they didn't do it very well you just pick out your recipe that you like in a book and it files all your... Because my thing is, you know, instead of going through a recipe book, I'll jump online and quickly yeah, oh, tap in a recipe. I do that all the time. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many bloody cookbooks you've got. Yeah. And there's a Or, site. like, you go to, you go to um, the BBC Food one is very good. Yeah. Because they have a lot of their, you know, celebrity chefs or they have a lot of chefs write for their websites. Yeah, right. And it's all aggregated and it's all keywords. So you just go in and type cucumber and every recipe with cucumber comes up. So you get a much bigger choice a lot quicker yeah. than you would if you were like, oh, cucumber, well, I'll go and search my 19 recipe books for <laughs> cucumber. <laughs> cucumber. Yeah. But they, um, well, there you go. There's an app. Get to it. Yeah. In my spare time. <laughs> uh, I still have a book, though, that I have. Because yeah, well, I quite often pull out recipes from magazines because yeah. if I like it, I know that magazine's going to go into a pile and I'm never going to see it again. Or the bin. Yeah. So I pull out the recipe and I chuck it in a book. Mm. And quite, and then I'll make it. And if I like it, I might write it in the book. And what oh, okay. magazine it's from and who it's from. Otherwise, yeah. it's turf it. Yeah. So I think I'm going to have to... Look, I'm a real sucker for the, that physical sort of collection you know you've got to have a collection of books yeah and and like cookbooks are one of the few things i still buy physical books of rather than digital like i buy all my novels and stuff on digital now but i have the same frustration um that i have with that i used to have with books is that when you go away and you go oh i've got a really good rest oh it's in that cookbook at home yeah do you know what i mean it'd be really cool to have that scrapbook that I could physically flip through, but then also have that in a digital format that was had tags and you could just go type in beef stock or stock and it would just pop up with every stock recipe I ever had. Mm. So I didn't have to flip through 50 bloody pages. You must but, be able to do that, surely. 
Wow. Well, it's like the other day, I really wanted to find a Christine Manfield recipe, and my Christine Manfield book was at work, mm-hmm. and I was at home, and so I just jumped on the internet. And did you Christine find it? Christine Manfield, I was looking up her Moroccan salmon, mm. just came straight up. Well, it, the, the same thing, but even worse, is that the sour cream pastry that we were talking about yeah. last week, which is the, the best pie pastry recipe out there, Yeah. and like, I've got four maybe beer books. I know it's one of them. Yeah. The books are like sitting 10 metres away and I'm just like, oh, I'm screw that. The type yeah. Maggie Beer sour cream pastry in a Google and it's like that, it's there. I know. So It's funny though, I use cookbooks more now for reference points. Like like the latest one I bought is actually that one sitting there, that Japanese soul cooking. Mm-hmm. And... I won't cook anything out of it, but it gives you really cool ideas. Yeah, I, I like it for uh, stimulus. Yeah. It's it's really good for um, sort of, yeah, getting your creative juices going or sort of pushing you in a direction you hadn't thought of, except for ones that scare me, like David Thompson's one. Or <laughs> I look at the recipe listing. Oh, well, he's just more like reading a history book, really. Yeah. I think mm. it's I think it's for someone at the, the next level up for me, I don't think. But it's a beautiful book. I'm glad, beautiful. I'm glad I own it. And it's good to have it for when you want to know something and you go back and reference it. Because mm. that's how he's written it, almost like a history book. Yeah. It was funny because I was saying to someone today, they go, what did you do in Thailand? And I said, oh, I went and did a couple of food tours in Bangkok. And they're like, why would you do a food tour? You know about food. I went, I don't know about all the different areas of Bangkok and we're in a historical thing. We went and ate Assam food. We had, you know, all Muslim Thai food, we went and ate lots of different things. And yeah. I said, it's just all about that learning the whole time. Just, there's so much to know. Yeah. And that's what I find. The books, I just use them now like reference history books, really. What are yeah. they eating there? I probably should sub to Delicious or something again, just to, to keep me kicking along. Is that you? <laughs> no, that's you, Sal. <laughs> you don't even know your own ringtone. Well, it changed. Where's it? It's very formal. Sounds like it's coming from. Sounds like it's coming from the dogs. Um, This is the only thing I get is feast. So that's the SBS one, is it? Yeah. Have you been watching the uh, the what's the show? The latest show. I've been meaning to catch up on it. Is it Luke Nguyen's one? He's been going around Australia or something. What? Has he? Yeah, it's just been recently. Stay over there. Uh, I've, I've. but there's been a couple of like um, a couple of tweets of little bits of it that looked really interesting. Like it's one of those things where I, you know I, I forget about it by the time I get to bed and don't follow it up. I can't keep up. There's so many. I'm really enjoying um, Shane Delia. I think is it Delia or Dahlia, whatever it has, says last name. His spice series. Yeah. That's kind of really interesting. Yeah. Okay. So just concentrate on different spices. Mm. So I really like that. But yeah, I'm just... So, I, I bought some pork hocks. So, I'll make some master stock this weekend. Yeah. So, what? once I've slow cooked my pork hocks, what's your favourite thing to do with them? Um, oh, lots of things. Well, I did something weird the other night, actually. I then cut them and then roasted them. Oh, okay. You know, they're so fatty. Sorry, these dogs haven't spoken to each other two weeks they just decided today that they're going to be best buddies and run around (laughs) I need to put socks on them Um, because I used to toss it in a wok and I used to fry it in a bit of black vinegar and a bit of sesame oil and stuff and I had a lot I'd done up like 12 hocks yeah and so it was a lot and I was thinking oh I'm not going to do that there'll be grease and fat because it splatters everywhere and I thought, no, and I really wanted it to be hot because I was doing a catering job and so I wanted to mix pork hocks into, you know, a herb salad and... <laughs> oh, truly, you guys have taken the piss. <laughs> I like how they wait until I rock up before they start racing around the house. Uh, oh, this is the most active I've ever been. Um, anyway, so I got all the pork hocks, so I cooked them you know, from a couple of hours in the master stock. And then I put them in the refrigerator. Yep. So I set them and then I chopped them into pieces and then I just threw them in a big baking tray and I just roasted them till they all kind of went caramelly and stuff. I had a little bit of, 
You know that stuff he tasted, how I reduced the mask. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are hilarious. Oh, far out. So, they, um, I just got a little bit of that and put it on so there's some more sugar on them. Mm. So they burnt oh, more. Oh, yeah. So you get that caramelly. Oh, it was so delicious. So, but then what, did you put that through a salad? Yeah. Mm. So then what I did was I mixed up this. <laughs> <laughs> I mixed up a salad of, you know, coriander, mint, basil, bean sprouts, heaps of mustard greens. Oh, that's good because I've got heaps of them in the garden at the moment, so that's... And that was it. And I threw that in the box because I, I was at a party, so I was doing a box thing. So I threw that in the box and then on the top, just before it went out, I threw the pork. Yeah. So it kind of wilted the greens a bit. And then I just put a little bit of the, that master stock sauce. Yep. You didn't cut that with anything? You just, just sort of drizzled that over like I had cut it. I cut it with some vinegar. Okay. So it was quite full on when you had it. Yeah. So I cut that back with just some vinegar. And... Okay. Nice. Yeah, it was really just And some sweet chilli sauce. I yeah. find sweet chilli sauce acts as a dilutant and also keeps the sugar and the chilli kind of thing happening. Thing happening. Because you, you've told me before, I think, about one where you you make it into like a log and then cut it up and crumb it. How do yeah. you do that one? Okay, so that one is just your hocks. So yeah. you boil them. Have you got the bone in or the bone out? Oh, well, they're, they're bone in, yeah. Yeah, well, I cook them with the bone in. Because yeah, then, once cause then you cooked, get the gelatin out. Yeah. Well, then you can twist the bone, just pull it out, and you've got the nice yeah. hock. And then you wrap it in glad wrap in yep. the shape that you wanted. Yeah. So I would just make it into Skin a long on and log. Everything. Skin on and everything. And so I make it all nice and long, put it in its log, set it, and then you just cut it into yeah. little discs and then crumb it. You know, oh. flour, egg, crumb, fry it. Oh, that's heaven. Yeah, I think that's what I'll do. Yeah, that's and so I could still, decadent. It'd still go well with like a little mustard pork. green salad anyway, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. That's the go. Yeah, that's good. I love those things because they're really, um, they're no work. To do when people are there like on a job for me that's no work the work happens before yeah and it's not really a lot of work because you just but it's time it's doing well work. and you're doubling up too because you're cooking your hock and making your master stock aren't you yeah mm. in all in the same mm. go i've got to take the photo of that brand of bloody soy sauce too yeah so soy Oys- i'm gonna i'm gonna use my my pork uh what's the name stock yeah um oyster sauce Oyster sauce. Any spices? ABC. A bit of um, cinnamon or cassia bark. ABC. ABC sticky soy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ketchup marks. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. ABC yep. is just a brand. I don't know yeah, why I, I call say. it ABC. It's like pulling <laughs> hard there. Hey, do you, do you want a heap of cinnamon bark? Or, or the, yeah. the other one? Like, cassia. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want a kilo of it? What? What? <laughs> someone ordered smuggling it. it or something. Yeah, that's right. No, someone ordered a kilo in for work, and we and no one like no no one uses a kilo of no ca- um of you that side. Yeah, I'll split it with you. You can have half a kilo, and I'll have half a kilo. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sitting in the in the in the. If it doesn't go this week, it'll get thrown in the bin pot. So shit, take that. Yeah. I don't know how old it'd be. It might be a bit. Might be a bit musty, but go right in stocks and stuff, I would imagine. Yeah. Don't it goes off. No. Can't imagine how old some of that stuff would be in some of those shops. Well, that was the thing when when I started buying my spices from work, the cayenne pepper I bought from work had a completely different flavour profile to the cayenne pepper I was buying from Woolies. Mm. Had so much more sort of... Mm. Let me guess flavor yeah but but also the heat was like a, a deeper heat like a more like it sort of had a uh, I don't know like a deeper flavor profile I can't really explain it yeah wasn't just like a quick bit of chili and then nothing yeah you know it sort of had like a real w- warmth that's what it was it had like a warmth to it rather than just a bite of chili yeah right that's so interesting I love that's why I'm so fascinated with spices mm. I say how I love it spice to a thing but um just even grabbing your own spices and dry roasting them and grounding them mm. to buying, you know, cumin ground yeah. as to getting your own spot. It's like two different spices. That's right. There's nothing it's like that, that smell when you 
and, and I'm pretty slack now. I've got one of those little coffee grinders because we use the pod coffee. I use my old coffee grinder and tip the spices yeah. in there and whiz them up. Yeah. And now you open it up Perfect. and it's just so pungent, it just oh, hits you. It's amazing. Yeah. And people, when they first do that and they've never done it before, are like, oh, wow, okay. Now I get you. Mm. This is a very exotic, um, tasty cheese with pickled onions. Mm. It's quite nice. Is it? Yeah. I really like it. It's quite sharp. Oh. Like, yeah, it's, it's got a real oniony flavour. Okay. So how, oh, I had to ask too, how did your... Um, spring rolls with the flat ends go went off went off mm. everyone liked the little extra I don't love them crunchy bits <laughs> after I dissed them I did one of those um, <laughs> every now and then you do a catering job where you actually make the night yeah and you not like everyone was so blown away by the food yeah. on Saturday night that it actually became the event yeah they loved it um Ryan Squires, mum and dad were there. But it just became this thing. They had so much food and it was all really good. It was all different and everyone was like, what, what's now? And then the whole room kind of stand back and they just all devour it and what's the next nice. thing? And it was really good. I love those jobs. They don't happen all the time. But when they do, they're really quite rewarding. Well, it's like that, that one I was saying last week, that one where I went to Alfie's and, yeah. I, you know, mm. I don't even like scallops and I'm still raving about those scallops in little pastry cases mm. with chilli jam. Mm. So, you know, if I actually knew who did, did the catering on, yeah. you know, I'd be I'd be giving them props, but... So... Yeah, no, they're coming back with questions like, you know, what kind of chicken is it? <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to do on the weekend? Uh, to, to to steal a bit of everyday cook's thunder, mm. which I think she stole out of something else. Um, I'm going to do a brined, a citrus brined roast chicken. I saw that roast chicken of hers. Mm. It delicious. Because so, it was pretty easy. It was just salt and salt and brown sugar and garlic and she used red belly iron, uh, red belly's blood oranges. Because I think he'd sent her a yeah, box. box of them. Um, Why don't you send us a box? <laughs> we'll talk about what we made with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't find them. I've been trying to find, trying to find them in the shops. Oh, because he mother, actually. he doesn't get any um, he doesn't get any choice where they go. I think he sells them to the distributor, oh, right. and the distributor just ships them out. So he can't sort of say you know if you go up to your fruit shop and say oh, i want blood oranges you can't put them in contact with him because he has no choice where they yeah, go right. they won't even tell him where they go because like he's he does a really good job on twitter of yeah. sort of getting it out there yeah and if someone says oh i live in where paddington can where can i get them he he doesn't know which i think is bizarre how can you not tell the guy that's growing the fruit where they're selling them yeah it's funny, hey? There's so many, that just brings me to my next point, um, veggie shops outside supermarkets. Mm. Did we talk about this last week? Mm, how poor they are. How poor they are and how every time I go to another supermarket, they're just falling like flies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just... Oh, seriously, it's a bit on crack cocaine. <laughs> what did you put in their water bottles? <laughs> I think the next house you're going to need a podcasting studio with carpet in it so the dogs can run round and round. <laughs> oh, here comes the bloke. You better put a pause at some point. I'm excited reading it. Oh, dear. <coughs> That's pretty good Aldi cheese. I told you the story how we went to the... Oh, I'm pretty sure I did. We, went, we go... A friend of ours has a, um, a cheese competition where everyone brings cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the last time we went, the, the cheese that won was an Aldi cheese. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I've never bought cheese from Aldi before, but I just thought, today I was driving past the shit, I haven't had any cheese for mm. weeks, but it picked my game up. It's all right. But their small goods and their stuff like their cheese yeah. is often from really big companies and high quality, but not under their normal brand. Yeah. Oh, no, both of those cheeses are absolutely mm. fine. I'd be happy if I made those cheeses. Sure. Have you made any cheese lately? I've milked a cow. <laughs> Can't find them. 
feeling a bit sad about time. not milking a cow. Oh, I was about to say, have we talked about um, Bird's Nest yet? No. Is, is Bird's Nest a restaurant or yeah. a type of food? Bird's Nest is a restaurant around the corner in West End. And it's um, yakitori, which so, is, you know, chicken on sticks. Yeah, okay. Have we talked about that? No. Not even the chicken skin and the chicken bums on sticks and stuff. I've seen you, you and Natasha, I think, tweet about the chicken skin and say that it's like the next pork crackling. Oh, it's just my favourite restaurant. I love it because it's a full-on Japanese. It's real. You walk in, everyone's like, nah, 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 nah. You know, so, but it, so it's, it's just chicken skills, nothing else. Just chicken skills and a lot of sides. They do the most amazing tofu. Yeah, right. Right, they make it. It's fresh. It's beautiful. It's like nothing you've ever tasted before. It'd have to be. <laughs> no, like, good tofu is amazing. So they do that. They do a... They do some rice, they do... What time do they open? Maybe we should podcast from there next oh, week. Yeah, well, they do an early sitting and a late sitting. And then they sell sake, like you can... You know, really good sake. You know how Australia has shit sake. Mm. Their sake's really good. Mm. So you just keep drinking these jugs of sake. But it's cheap. Yeah. It's not expensive. Like, you know, you pay per stick and... And so heaps, heaps of different flavours on a stick? Yeah, like oh, 20... Okay. And they do veggies on a stick and yeah. Oh, and they do a, a chorizo and chicken skin or something. No pork? Just no chicken. No pork. Just chicken. Wow. Oh shit, it's good. And that's all like, it's all on grills over coals, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice. And then they do this beautiful omelette. They do a lot of other little side dishes, but oh shit, it's so good. It's my favourite place. I can't stop. <laughs> Last night, some friends wanted to go out for dinner. They're going, let's go to Habitat. Let's go to, let's go to Bird's Nest. <laughs> no, we want to go to Habitat. Is it easy to get into? No, you've got to ring up and... Book. Book. Yeah, right. Only just to make sure you get in. Yeah. Big, big, big restaurant? Little no, restaurant? little, little and long. Yeah, right. Oh, it's great. It's got lo- loads of atmosphere and... Is, um, uh, Anise still going in the valley? Yeah, I think so. I liked it when we went there. Yeah. How small it was. Just this, this you know, just yeah. like a... It was almost like an apartment that had been converted yeah. into a restaurant. It's the thing with those little joints. They've got to be good because they've got to be full all the time. And that's like with Bird's Nest. They do two cities. You can either come in at 6 or you can come in at 8.30, I think. Yeah. And it's perfect because you don't mind because you're fed really quickly. It's yeah. cheap. Sure, you're like, yep, yeah, it's cool. Like bang, bang, bang. I'm in early. got to be gone by 8.30. That's cool. You know. I, I like how you call six o'clock early. <laughs> what time do you eat? Oh, five, five thirty. <laughs> Depending on it. Well, we've got to have dinner's got to be. Everything's got to be done and dusted before seven o'clock because seven o'clock is teeth and bed for Curtis. Yeah, right. I saw you're all lounging out the spa the other night. Oh yeah, you know? spa's back. Actually, Vanessa, Vanessa, and the the nanny got a got a bit tipsy. Yeah. Two glasses of red wine in the spa, and it was. It was like, hey girls, dinner's ready. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, oh, that's good. Um, so yeah, Saturday, Saturday lunch. I'm going to cook cook that brined, citrus brined chicken. Yeah. See how that goes? Yeah. But, um, and then I think Sunday, Sunday dinner I'll do the pork cocks in crumb. That'll be nice. Oh, yeah. So you cook that Saturday? Yeah, I do the, I'll do the stock during the day on Saturday and then and then make them up on, on Sunday. Yeah. And that'll be my weekend. That'll be, that'll be it. That'll be all I do. Uh, that's enough. Not now. I haven't really cooked anything exciting this week. I'm trying to think what I've cooked. I haven't cooked anything either because we've had that cow delivered I've been eating, eating a lot beef. of steak well, my, I haven't yeah, got anything interesting the, my farmer mate rings me up on Sunday Saturday I don't know he rang me up on the weekend he said oh I've got some really good beef for you we killed a really good cow you have to come down and get some beef I'm like yeah, yeah no worries I said you save me the beef chicks this time and I hear him put down the phone and walk away he goes yep 
Yeah, they haven't thrown the head away yet. I'll just stick it in the cold room for you. <laughs> you can come down and cut them out yourself. <laughs> so I've got to, <coughs> I've got to go go to the cold room on the way home from work tomorrow with a boning knife and cut my beef cheeks out of this cow's head. <laughs> you can't get much more authentic food than that, so. Oh, it doesn't get much realer than that. I do like beef cheeks, and he said they'd be big ones too, so. Mm. Oh yeah, that'd be good. I cooked beef, the first time the nanny had had beef cheeks, ever. Oh, the nanny must be just reeling, is she? I think she really likes the job, yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah, cool. She thinks like four or five things that she never had pork. I told you she never had pork crackling. Yeah, it blew my mind. Mother should be jailed. <laughs> Ring child services. Here's some kids up the sunny coast that are uh, that are quite old and they've never had pork crackling, and they're not vegetarians. <laughs> That's unheard of. But they would have, she probably would have come through that thing. Because remember how people didn't eat pork for ages? Because they think, mm. it's got a bad rap, didn't it? Well, the marketing's to blame for why three quarters of Australian pork tastes like shit. It's because it was just lean, 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 lean. Yeah. And then no one wanted to eat it because it tasted it's terrible. Awful. Yeah, so, I know. The, the best pork crackling thing I ever saw was like when I was in uni and you do, you know, get a cheap pork massive pork leg yeah. and roast it up and I always thought that you know I was shocking for the amount of pork crackling I'd eat and you know yeah. if you cut it off and there was a big bit of fat underneath you didn't scrape the fat off you just eat it <laughs> and this won't work on podcast but this girl that I used to live with she'd get the pork crackling she'd hold it up in the air and she'd get the sacks of salt and she'd pour no. sacks of salt on it like not just the little sprinkle, she covered this pork. And I'm like, I've already salted them. I'm like, this is already the most unhealthy thing you can possibly eat. And you're pretty much just giving yourself like heart failure right there. That's hilarious. She got up the next morning and spread the lard on her toast. Oh no, do you like lard? It's like that hideous stuff that they have in Spain for breakfast. I know everyone thinks it's beautiful, but it's like that sobrasada, but there's more fat in it. It's just like oh. pork lard with a bit of... Yeah, and they slice it really fine. Paprika and stuff. Well, they spread it. They stick it on the thing and you go in and they spread it on toast. I remember I was sitting there one morning. I was really hungover. And someone goes, oh, here, I'll go get some toast. Smeared with pork fat. Oh, cured yeah. pork fat. Oh, no. Nah. Sorry. Oh, I love pork, but that was just nah, not on. Let's try coffee first. The other question I had to ask you, a breakfast soup. Mm. What would you, if you were going to serve someone soup for breakfast, what would you serve? Congee. What's that? Rice soup. Okay. So, congee is, you get chicken stock. I think it's really weird. It's like four litres of chicken stock and like half a cup of rice. Oh, okay. That's, that is weird. And it thickens up and it goes into this beautiful chickeny, stocky, ricey thing. And that's it? No, nothing else in it? No, and then on top of it you put whatever you want. You can have shredded chicken, roasted peanuts, crunchy Ooh. fried anchovies, chopped chives, chilli. You put a bit of soy sauce on it. You chuck yeah. on loads of coriander or whatever herb you're into. And so you kind of... It's that interactive kind of breakfast thing. So you get this congee, which is like a rice porridge, yep. savoury rice porridge, and then you chop it with whatever you want, barbecued pork, Yep. whatever. How do you fry anchovies until they're crunchy? Just deep fry them. Yeah, I just stick them in a wok with a bit of oil and they just crunch up. You know those little yeah, anchovies, just, the little dried ones that are already oh, dried? Oh, dried ones. So not the, not the, tin, not the no. tin ones in oil. No, dried the ones are already dried and... Um, Sometimes you can fry them up with peanuts. Mm -hmm. That's actually that snack that they have in Indonesia. Yeah, I'd I'm like, having brain memory. I can't remember anything what anything's called, but I'd like to cook more with peanuts. I, None of your kids have peanut nah, stuff. No, well, the other two might, but they they're not they're not on the solids yet. Yeah, you heard about peanut parties? 
Yeah, well, you told me that last week about the yeah. hospital grounds. Mm. I mean, for God's sake. I think just because it, it's some kids can have a really, but the, the, and again, I'd have to ask Vanessa whether this is real science or, um, you know, hearsay science. But I was reading something about the longer you don't expose them to peanuts, or the longer you don't expose them to X, yeah, that that they can have a worse reaction. So it's yeah. almost like they might have a minor reaction when they're six months old or whenever you start mm. them on solids. Mm. Maybe a little older if you're going to give them something that's a known allergen. Yeah. But, yeah, if you if you don't give them peanuts until they're five and they had a mild allergy to it when they were one, that can be really... They can really crash from it. Why is it, though, that all of a sudden everyone's allergic to peanuts? Well, I guess before that there was probably people that had reactions to them, but... It, it, I don't like now they all die. That maybe people didn't die from peanuts. You but know? but that's but that that's what this was saying that maybe before they were still eating peanuts and they'd get sick, or they'd break out in hives, or do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they wouldn't necessarily know it was peanuts, so that that would still keep happening, and that would sort of even though they get sick, they'd have a, they'd have a sort of a like a buffer to it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, right. Whereas if you if you avoid it and avoid it studiously, if you get the slightest scrap, the reaction is heaps worse. I think that was the theory behind it. Mm. Don't know whether it's actual science, whether it's gooligoo, but... God. Won't be long and the boys will be back on solids, so it'll be... If anyone wants to uh, gift me with a thermo mix, now would be the time. <laughs> My sister-in-law bought a Thermomix, right? And we, we went to a family do on Sunday and we were discussing... Did she serve you a Thermomix meal? No, no. Oh, we, went to, we went to the Broad Beach Surf Club. Oh, I saw that picture, yeah. There was uh, nine children under three. <laughs> uh, nine adults and four, four grandparents. And we were on the veranda, and man, did we take up some space! <laughs> I tell you. you would have been like that crowd that when I walked in, I would go, "No, don't go there. Let's go somewhere but else." But they were—they were like, obviously, they must have families, like big family things like that, all the time, because they were great. Yeah. Hot water for bottles. They're like, "Oh, yeah. look, do you mind moving the pram here?" You know, because people walk this way. Yeah. Like they knew where. So you've got to get these poor suckers into the window in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Actually, the kids were pretty. Like for, for nine kids under three, like there was no crying or tantrums or anything like that. We were pretty good. But anyway, she's bought a Thermomix and I've been given a heaps on Facebook about the Thermomix because she's baking cookies and doing all this stuff. And and uh, I said, Dean, I said, uh, her husband, I said, oh, mate, dropped a bit of dollars on the Thermomix. And he's like, yeah. But I bought an outboard motor that's worth five times as much as that last year. So if she buys that, I'm quite happy. <laughs> like, wow, that's good logic. Uh, uh, yeah, everyone, everyone benefits from the thermomix. She was trying to. He was trying to explain to Vanessa. Vanessa, like, so, what? What is it? And he goes, "It's well, a food processor." She's like, she never seen one." No. Yeah, right. You should uh, borrow it for the weekend or something. I don't use it all the time. Take it for a week or so, and and she's like, but it's like one and a half grand. How can a food processor be one and a half grand? Well, it weighs as well. And it's like, yeah, but I got a scale at home. It costs like five bucks, <laughs> and it's got a heating element. But it's like, I'm I'm just not getting it. It must must do something else, sure. <laughs> It's convenient. Yeah, that's right. But see, but Vanessa doesn't have to worry about convenience because she, she doesn't, doesn't cook. Do the cooking. <laughs> uh, it's all very convenient for her. It arrives on the table. Not that, like, she, she does everything else. So. Oh, God. That's hilarious. Yeah, well, you know what I do on the weekend. Okay, so I went to that blogging conference, right? This is what I do. So I was down the Gold Coast as well. So you did that and the catering job on Saturday? Yeah, I'll have to come back and do the catering job. But So I rocked down there on Thursday night because I'm going to an Annie Sloan cocktail party. Annie Sloan makes chalk paint, which you can paint on any surface. Um, I know, I'm off food going into Yeah, yeah but that doesn't all chalk paint paint on any surface? No. No. Okay, I no. did not know that. You have to prepare. It's not blackboard chalk paint. Mm. This is 
chalk paint, it's just chalky in texture. It's not chalkboard uh, okay, paint. Okay, okay, not blackboard paint. It's not blackboard paint, it's chalk paint. Anyway, beside the point. <laughs> totally beside the point. So I'm going down. So I've booked in myself into Q1 because I think that's where the blogger conference is. Yeah. So I get there and I'm walking in, this bitch at the reception is like, hello, how many of you are there? I'm thinking, oh, where is this? Where's the greeting team? Like, you know, I was thinking, yeah. oh, this is all weird. And then I went, oh, no, it's not fucking here, is it? I booked it to the wrong hotel. <laughs> anyway, I, I went through my booking process and went up to the... <laughs> and checked your, <laughs> your email. Sure enough, the blogger conference is at QT. And QT is very funky and groovy and it's yeah. all like LA and... You know, there's lemonade stands in the foyer. And, and, and suit, would suit a bloggers conference, I would imagine. Yeah, all very funky and groovy. Q1 is like Dorksville hideous. Professional. Yeah, no personality. Steel. You know, I go up to my room and the rooms are all covered in salt. Can't I mean, the windows I can't see out. Daggy <laughs> furniture. It's just dags. Dagsville, Dagsville, Dagsville. So I'm like, oh, fuck, all right, I'm in the wrong hotel. <laughs> I have to say so. That is very you. That's a downer. Yeah, it is. I know. And I just kind of went, oh, well, just have to go with it. <laughs> so, um, went down to the bloggers conference and totally bizarre, totally bizarre on the fact that everything was laid on. Like I was thinking when I was checking into Q1, where, Surely she wouldn't be this rude if she was, they were hosting a bunch of bloggers. Yeah. Surely you're on well, your best goddamn behaviour. Yeah. Everyone's going to write about well, yeah, it. That's right. You know that it's going to be in the paper the next day. Yeah. I was thinking, God, they're moronic. Anyway, so it wasn't there. Anyway, don't stay there. <laughs> but, but, the, um, but the bloggers conference was good? Yeah. Because it wasn't just food bloggers, was it? It was no, bloggers, bloggers. All bloggers. All bloggers from all walks of life. People from... You know, overseas, people that make a lot of money mm. at blogs. You know, a lot of them, everyone wants to start a blog and make money out of it. Mm. I just like some time to blog. I really enjoyed writing my blog. Yeah, it'd be good. It's funny though, they, uh, you know, they, they all kept on saying the same thing. You're just going to give a little piece of you. You know, everyone's a little piece of you. <laughs> Okay, we got it the first time, yeah. but that's all they kind of kept on going on about. But it's a, it's a, that reminds me of the, you know, like the, it's it's almost like the business courses for this generation, don't you reckon? Yeah. Do you know that the this, the, the you know this generation, it's it's the spreadsheets and marketing and. Mm. And, you know, all those mm. catchphrases that were in that sphere have moved to a different sphere. Mm. So, like, a, a good blog, like, I consume very, very little amounts of what I would call sort of old media. Like, I watch no commercial television news or current affairs. Yeah. Um, or even much ABC anymore. And I don't read much newspapers because I reckon they're pretty shit. But I do read a lot of blogs. Yeah, and, right. And so, what's your favourite blog? Um, probably Daring Falls, a technology blog. So, would you read it? Though? Does he post every day? Yeah. And do you read it daily? I would check it probably three times a day. This is what they were saying. So, the if, guy if, that if you're not like that's the thing with my blog. It, for for me to go back to blogging, I I would only do it if I could post five times a week. If I, yeah. post, if I go back and post one time a week, no one's going to come back and well, read Well, I don't it. think five times a week's enough either, by the sounds of it. No, but see, that depends. Like, Burmo's blog, so John Birmingham. Yeah. He posts probably four times a week, and he might post a snippet, or he might post a long thing. And same with John Gruber on Daring Fireball. So, it's a technology blog. It's about Apple. He makes a living, a good living, as far as I understand from it. He posts probably 75% are what I call links. So it'll be, here is something interesting that you'll be interested in reading. And here's a short, like a little paragraph from it that sort of sums up what it's about. And here's my thoughts about it below. Mm. So he'll write a couple of sentences 
Yeah, right. That, that say this is my opinion about it. So you go to the article knowing what he thinks about it. Yeah, right. But then right, he'll right. write an article that would be way way too long to go into a newspaper. Yeah. That's really deep and analytical and really smart and really switched on and is obviously well researched and he's obviously got contacts within Apple and stuff like that. Oh. But he'll only post one of them every he might only post one of them every two or three weeks. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And when he posts one of those, he won't post for another uh, uh, at least 24 hours before something short comes above it. Mm. And it's almost like he's saying, you can, you can come back and read this two or three times. So when you come back, read it again and think about what I've written and sort mm. of, do, do you know, like he's got a real method to well, the way he Well, that's what they were saying. The most successful blogs are the ones that stick to a timetable. If they release a blog every morning at six o'clock while people are having breakfast, People go there. This was the big bloggers, okay? Mm. They're the ones that are going, you have to have a structure. That's true, right up to the point where um, I've gone off blogs that do that, mm. but it's obvious that they posted something at 6 o'clock in the morning because they need to post something at 6 o'clock in the morning. And it's like, don't post something unless you've got something to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to read you just because you're like, oh, I haven't written anything for 40 minutes. But don't they all write their shit like two weeks in advance? Uh, well, like a lot of the stuff I follow, like a lot of the Apple stuff I follow, you're dependent on what's happening, so no. Yeah, right. Um, Sorry, we digress. We've gone off food Well, line. Everyday but, Cook's probably my favourite food blogger, I think. Yeah, because she's a bit kook. I like it. But I'd love to have her on the podcast. Oh, let's. Well, I think the way to get her, and I'll, I'll uh, extend this invitation right now, is is to, we'll have to do it at Lantana Land so she can cuddle the twins while she, oh, yeah. she loves the kids. So it's like, you want to cuddle babies? I've got two. Here you go. Here you go. One free child. Yeah. But I just, I think uh, she has a really cool style. Because she's and cool. Everything she writes about, I want to cook. Yeah. Like, even if it's stuff that I don't particularly like. Because she likes delicious food. Yeah. And she it's cooks been, stuff that I'm not very good at, which is sweet. It's like, if I meet another fucking blogger that is writing about fucking superfoods and health... <laughs> uh, who was it? I mean, shit. Have it, if, you know what you should do? Have you? Do you watch The Checkout? Oh, yeah, every now and then. Did you yeah. see their thing on superfoods? No. I'll, I'll send it to you and I'll put it in the show notes. They've got a takedown on superfoods, oh, which is fuck. just hilarious. It's basically saying that, yes, they're good for you, but if you eat a Western, well-balanced diet, oh. you don't need them. It's only, re- like, half the stuff that they're superfoods is only if you're deficient in X, Y, and Z. Yeah. If, you, if you live in a third-world country, hey... Goji berries are probably really helpful. But if you live in Brisbane, not going to do that much. It's really funny. She, she, uh, uh, the, the chick that does it, I love her delivery style. Yeah. And um, it's sort of it's sort of like, I'm going to put you down, but I'm going to be really fair and balanced about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, because if I did it, I couldn't do that. I'd just be like, you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. I know. Snacks. Didn't know you had that in you. <laughs> What are you doing? Did you just want to get away from the baby? So did you did you find any good food bloggers down there? Anyone worth following? Um No, I didn't I didn't really Was Mel down there? She'd be down there. She's yeah, a super Mel blogger. Yeah, Mel was there. She was there. Um So was Kerry Heaney. There was all the, you know, bloggers that you know about. That were, you know, in our little posse, I suppose. Mm. Um I mean there were some funny ones. I met this chick and I said, she was all groovy and I said, oh, you're a fashion blogger? And she goes, no, I blog about colour and healing. <laughs> I knew it. I went, excellent. Good stuff. She goes, oh, I've been depressed and had anxiety and I blog about how colour heals from within. So, fuck, you know, there's a niche for everyone, isn't there? And she's like, yeah, I make 150000 <laughs> a year. Well, I sat down next to this girl once because... As I said, I didn't know anyone, so I was kind of cruising around and just sitting with anyone that looked half friendly. And um, 
this one girl and I said, oh, what are you? And her name was Alice. And she blogged, she goes, I blog about, you know, health. And I was kind of like, oh, here we go. Anyway, and she's a life coach and all this shit. But she makes a living out of it. She's yeah. quit her job. She makes a living out of it. She runs online programs. I mean, that's where they're all making the money, these online programs. But do you know what, what thunder they're stealing? So you, you remember, like, you used to get the Courier Mail and you'd get the the food lift out and you'd get the life and soul lift out. Yeah. And that's what they're stealing. Because like Bermo says, like, he, he was the next... Um, he worked for like the foreign officers and analysts and stuff like that and he knows a lot of military people and he's yeah. like there's no way in the world the Australian on the Sydney Morning, Morning Herald can do the same sort of analysis as a military blogger who immerses themselves in that subject you know 60 hours a week and researches and has contacts here and like you just can't do it you can't pay a journalist to be that involved in one topic you can't and this guy's doing it for free yeah and that's the thing you've got to sort of build up is mm. oh it's amazing though I mean we're living in incredible times I mean it's weird mm. that all of a sudden some and this was his kind of Mr. Pro blogger speech he goes he was saying he was Emmett from the Lego thing he's going you know I'm just an ordinary bloke and you know off we go and he was kind of right in that ordinary people are just writing about weird ass shit that they're interested in hmm. and all of a sudden have millions of people reading yeah. their every word but that's the thing there's a lot of people that um are interested in one thing yeah that will go to that site all the time yeah. to read about that one thing and they don't want to have to read the sydney morning herald every day seven days a week for the four times that that one thing might get mentioned in a year yeah, yeah. well you know and uh, Papers just have to adjust. I, I just think it's that they, whole they thing. Won't, they, they're dead. They're, they're dead. dead. They are dead. They're just kind of struggling along. It's like, you know, you have to find It, it was new. funny, though, because I was listening to a podcast with uh, the ABC Conversation podcast. Yeah. And they're dead and they don't know it because I was listening to the last editor of The Australian mm. and he was talking about Rudd and this and that and it's just like... They still think that they hold all the power, mm. that they are the most essential part of Australian life that no one can do without them. And increasingly, there's a lot of people that just don't care about them. Well, you're just tuning off. That's right. Because it's just fucked. Because if you read the paper every day, you would seriously be jumping off the bridge. Yeah, that's right. And if you're interested in X, Y, and Z, you can go and read people that are far more balanced, far more informed. Mm. Um, that are probably a lot more upfront about their agenda. Like that's the thing about a lot a lot of bloggers. They just go, "Hey, I believe this," and they say it upfront. Mm. It's no fucking around. Mm. So then you can read all their stuff, knowing that that is their. You know, it sort of it sort of gives you a an idea of what they're about and allows you to form an opinion on everything else that they write. Yeah, they showed this funny guy actually. This girl goes, "You know, you have to be yourself. You have to say what you think." She goes, "Because." Someone else will think what you think and people will like you for the same thing. Anyway, she showed this clip of this comedian. He goes, you know, you know, he goes, people like you. He goes, because that's what, you're not like me. You're not like me. I travel first class. <laughs> <laughs> He's going, seriously? I travel around the world. I travel first class. There's a limo waiting to pick me up when I get there. I mean, that's not you. That's me. That's my life. <laughs> well, he was so fucking funny. Will, Will Anderson... The, Will Anderson, I think, is like he's the the, the prototype, the um, like what we want to. He's like the successful version of what we want to do. And like he was <laughs> successful before, like he did radio and he was yeah. a comedian. But he hates commercial radio. Mm. And he's like the thing he likes about podcasts is if he's got a mate on and they've got forty minutes to talk, I talk forty minutes. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. it's after a show and they've got two hours to talk and there's actually something interesting to talk about for two hours, yeah, yeah, yeah. they can talk about it for two hours and they don't have a list of topics sitting on the table with the producer going, you must talk about these yeah. six things. So they might start talking about the first thing and never get to the other five and not give a fuck. Mm. And it's far more interesting than listening to, to you know, well, that, like that hand radio stuff. But it's kind of like eavesdropping on a conversation. It's like, you know, when you go well, out that's what and you listen to people... Quite, it's, like, it's so fascinating. I can sit there sometimes 
And Pat and I, we Pat all the time. Listen to these people. Hang on. <laughs> well, that's what that's what he says. He says I'm basically just recording conversations with my mates that I would have anyway. Yeah. You know, they're exactly the same conversations. All that happens is we sit down in front of a computer and a microphone and record, and record them. them. Yeah. yeah. It gives me it gives me an excuse to be out of the house. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. Anyway, it was fascinating. So my soiree down to the. Um, I did do that funny thing though, and I love doing this. They had a party on Saturday night, and um, I was lying there. And I thought, oh, I can't be fucked. I just want to read a book and order in a burger. And then I thought, no, I can't, Zoe. You know, you're at the Gold Coast. You're at a blogger thing. Put your frock on. So when did you did you do the catering Friday night? No, that was Saturday night. So I was there Thursday, Friday night. Oh, okay. Thing, and I went Saturday morning, and then I came back yeah. at lunchtime. So when was the party? Friday night. Saturday night. Oh, their party was Friday night. The blogger party. Oh, okay. Friday night. Yeah, My yeah. catering job, Saturday night. So when was the party you were talking about? Friday night. Friday night, okay. Now I'm clear. <laughs> so I'm lying there thinking, I don't really want to go. Then I thought, no, come on. Put your glad rags on and get down there. So <laughs> I um, got my dress, went to the party, walked in. Everyone's dressed up in marine. Naughty call or whatever it was. Oh, right, it was a themed party. A themed freaking party. I was thinking, <laughs> and I walked around, you know, when you don't know anyone, it's yeah. just to see your faces. No one was really smiling at me, so I thought, I mean, I found Mel Kettle, so I had a drink. Then I thought, oh, you know what? Nah. I'll go back and have my I burger. I should have stayed at home. I'm going. So I kind of just wandered off into the thing. And I thought, oh, I love it when you go away for a weekend and you've got no posse. Like yeah. You don't have any one yeah. that's going, where are you? What are you doing? Can't come over yeah. here. Let's, let's meet here at this time. Yeah. I thought, oh, yeah, you just, just take I'm off. Get out of here. So I just went home and Crashed it. read my book. I'm reading this hilarious book called Crazy Rich Asians, which is a whole other that's a whole nother pod. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it for next week. Good chat, Sal. Is that it? That's it. What's up? All right. All right. Catch you next week. See ya. Wait, 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 what's your... That's whack. You bugging that death, you know it. We're going to be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Oh, wait. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Just spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheesemakers? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. Now, where's the cheese? Okay, how was it? I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. How about four beans, Mr. Taggart? I'd say you've had enough. <laughs>